So Don wants to know, what is the value of a seller note to a banker? I'm David C. Barnett, and you're tuned in to Small Business and Deal Making, the broadcast podcast YouTube channel where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things. I talk to interesting people and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like, be sure to hit subscribe and let's get to it. All right. So a few weeks ago, a couple of months ago, earlier in 2021, I put up a video um, asking what is, uh, why would a seller want to finance the deal? And uh, we'll put a link to it here uh, floating above my head if you happen to be watching on YouTube. Um, in that video, I talked about how a seller could benefit by being willing to finance part of the deal. And what we're talking about is that a business is sold and that on closing day, the seller does not get all the money. They get part of the money and then some amount of money is owed to them over the course of time. We're not talking about an earnout. An earnout being, you know, payments tied to the performance of the business. We're talking about a fixed amount of of debt, a balance that is owed. So, um, in that other video, I talked about how being willing to do this on the seller's part can have an impact on uh, the price of the business, and that the seller note itself could be a very good investment for someone selling a business. This week, Don wants to know what is the value in this note for a banker. And now I've been a part of many a deal where bankers have been very, very interested in seller financing. So when we're buying a business, typically money comes from three places. The buyer brings some money to the table, maybe a bank finances part of it, and the seller holds a note for some amount of the deal. So why would the banker be interested at all in what's happening with the seller? Well, let me give you some ideas. So when... Let's look at this from the point of view of a banker. So oftentimes we have a business that's been run by someone for a long time and they are the expert in that business. And then we have um, someone who's coming in from outside a, a new person comes on the scene and they may or may not have industry experience and they likely don't have experience in the business itself. Otherwise it would be like a management buyout or something like that. So this person wants to buy a business and they don't know about that business. They haven't worked in it yet. And as a banker, I'm trying to figure out if it makes sense for me to lend money to that person who wants to buy the business. So bankers want to be repaid. Pretty simple, right? So if I'm a banker and I, and I question the ability of this person to run the business, then I'm going to think to myself, hmm, I would like to see some different opportunities if things go wrong that my loan will still be repaid, right? Makes sense, right? So what kinds of different things could happen? Well, if sales go down or earnings go down, um, that means there's gonna be less cash in the business and maybe the bank loan won't be repaid. So the banker starts to think, well, what if there was a way to save some cash from flowing out of the business? So this is where you will sometimes see bankers say, you know, I'll make a loan but there has to be some kind of covenant or deal with respect to the seller note where that note doesn't get paid right away until a track record has been established. So this is when sometimes bankers will ask that that note, <clears throat> the seller note be delayed, the payments be delayed. And there's, there's a couple of different terms out there for this, but 
they basically want the buyer and seller to wait sometimes a period of time or sometimes until certain ratios in the business have been achieved before the seller note can start to have payments. Sometimes they're just talking about principal. Sometimes they're talking about principal and interest. Okay. So I've been involved in deals like that where bankers have said the seller note has to be postponed for five years in some cases, meaning the seller can't have any payments. Now, what the banker is doing in that situation is they're literally offloading risk from their own loan onto the seller note. So now the seller holds the risk that things are, may go wrong in the first couple of years. So that's the first situation. The second situation is what if things go so terribly wrong that this buyer causes the business to fail, right? There's, there's really only one person that knows the business better than anyone in this scenario, and that is the seller, because the seller has been the one operating the business for a long time. So the banker realizes, hmm, if I'm not being paid as the banker, and I know that the seller is owed money, then maybe I could call that seller up and say, hey, Mr. Seller, um, I'm about to foreclose on this buyer, and I know that you're owed money. Maybe you should foreclose on him. And you should take control of the business and uh, I'll just let you take over the loan, right? Because again, the bank is only interested in getting its money back with interest, right? So the bank is always about trying to mitigate risk and having some device which ties in the seller to the long-term success of the business is going to help offset the risk of the banker. Now, I've been looking at this from the point of view of a banker who makes a loan and then sits around to collect the payments. And so everything I've told you in this video is, is conditional upon a couple of things. Number one, in some places around the world, um, those bank loans get sold off to other parties. So the banker might make the loan to a business buyer and then that loan gets sold off and bundled up into some kind of fancy bond and sold to a pension fund somewhere, right? That banker isn't as interested in all of these sort of risk mitigating features of a seller note because they don't intend to sit around and collect the payments. They're going to get money up front for that loan that they've originated. Okay. The second condition is, you know, what if instead of having someone like a business seller on the hook, if things go wrong, what if we can have the taxpayer? Yeah, that's better. The taxpayer. So of course, um, these kinds of things that I mentioned in this video don't quite come into play when we're talking about government guaranteed loans, because in that case, the banker has got the taxpayer on the hook to bail them out if something goes wrong with that loan. And so in those cases, the banker is going to be less interested in making sure that the seller has a significant uh, stake in the transaction with respect to uh, a seller note. And, th and this is one of the reasons why in past videos, I've been critical of government loan programs because it skews the market in ways that have unintended outcomes. I think that a lot of these loan programs uh, run by governments are intended to help buyers get money to buy businesses, for example, or to expand them. But in fact, what they end up doing is they create scenarios where um, you know risk is is offset for the lenders. And that means they're willing to lend more, which means sellers don't have to finance as much, which means that buyers actually end up in a position of greater personal risk, even though they're able to get the loan. If there were no government loan programs for buying businesses, every deal would be done with the very um, 
you know, worrisome attitude of that banker trying to figure out, is this safe? Am I going to be able to do it? And what I see from talking to people in different parts of the world is in countries like the States with the SBA, where there's a lot of government intervention in small business lending, um, the seller notes tend to be smaller and the money flows much more freely, which causes the prices of businesses to go up. And that's why I've said many times in the States, the SBA doesn't help people buy businesses. They help people sell them because it ultimately the additional liquidity that's brought into the market causes prices to go up. Anyway, Don, I hope you found that helpful. If you want to, you know, a start to finish guide on, you know, how to buy a business and how to navigate this process and how to figure out, you know, what to offer and how to make sure the structure is right for you as a buyer, because even if there's a government loan guarantee program in effect, it doesn't mean that as a buyer, you can't still negotiate something that's going to help protect you from risk by having a good size seller note, for example. Um, if you want to learn about all that stuff, you should head over to businessbuyeradvantage.com because that's where you can find my online course called Business Buyer Advantage, which will take you from start to finish through a case study and teach you all that you need to know about buying a business. And with that, I'm going to say see you later and uh, head over to, if you haven't already, head over to uh, my website at uh, davidcbarnett.com um, because there's a place there where you can sign up for my email list. And I send out an email every day, which is full of interesting stuff and um, comments from past students. A lot of the times people will send in comments, um, you know, from taking the courses that I offer and I'll share those in the email list. And you can just, you can see what other people have said. And with that, we'll say see you later and uh, catch you next time. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me, learn how I work with my clients. You can learn about my books, courses that I prepared for you. You can also find out all about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlists, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest.